Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well, we have a fun episode for you today, but I am with Claire. Hello. And um, first I wanted to do a little check-in with Claire on your self-care. How's it going? It's going. It's going. I'm waking up. I am going to the gym. Awesome. And that is about as much as I'm doing. Well, you know what? That is more than I'm doing. (laughs) My mantra has just been drive there. Yes. Get out of car. Yes. That's it. Okay. (laughs) As long as I can just get myself there <laughs> and they see me, yes. I can't bail. There you go. So that's that's where I'm at this week. You have to walk in. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is that your lips are a tiny bit bruised. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's just um, a new lip balm. <laughs> so anyone who has listened to the podcast in the past knows that I'm up for anything. You are up for anything. I am. I mean, you're an esthetician and I feel like that for you, I'm guessing, probably takes some of the mystery and even the fear around trying different... Oh, yeah. You know. Because I was 19 in skin school, and I had to be a model for a Brazilian. Like, there's right. no going... There's yeah, no, there's you're just like, I'll do that. whatever. Yeah. Where I'm like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do fillers. Oh. That seems crazy. And you're like, what up? I've done all the fillers. You have. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't done... I have never done one. It's been about two years since yeah. I had my lips done, and... It, Lips are a little bit harder of a decision than Botox, I think, or, mm-hmm. you know, filling the um, the lines in your face. Because lips are – you so easily can look overdone. I completely agree. And currently I do a little bit. <laughs> but it's, it hasn't been that long since I got them. Um, but, yeah, I, I loved the look. Yeah. And I, I recently got married in November. And yes. And I was really wanting to do it before the wedding. Yes. But I was smart because mm-hmm. what if something went wrong? Yes. You know, what if it didn't go well? So I, I waited. And I did one full syringe of Juvederm. Mm-hmm. Juvederm is a hyaluronic acid-based filler that you can use in a couple different areas of the face, the lips, you know, the um, the jowls, the parentheses around the mouth. Right. Um, some people, even if you have a real deep crease between your eyebrows, you mm-hmm. can put a little Juvederm there. Bunch of off-label things that you can do with it. But typically, you'll, you'll hear this is the product that they'll use for your lips. And man, talk about pain. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And I'm pretty tough. I've got tattoos and I, yeah. you know, I've had babies. Yeah. But this is a whole other level. Oh, man. And it's like, you can't yell because they're like right there. They're on your mouth. Yes. So well, one full syringe. I'm feeling very pouty. Yes. And I'm not even going to lie. Well, I am going to lie. I lied to my kids. What did you tell them? Look what the dentist did to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Claire. I wasn't ready. Okay. I just wasn't ready. <laughs> I'm really struggling with, I don't want to like give my kids a complex about right. body image and like their looks. And <laughs> I did. I just said, mommy got a filling and she, she nicked me with the needle and they bought it. So I'm oh still, there's still the age. Well, my younger kids did. Yeah. My 15 year old got in the I car bet she's like, the next day yeah. and her, this is all she said. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but I'm feeling very good about it. It's been a couple of days. I mean, and the it is, gone down. it's interesting. It's a very Orange County aesthetic. Yes. That full lip. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, it's. And I don't 
have small lips to begin with. No, so it's you little, don't. It's, it is ridiculous. I don't know why you do it. Because I just love doing stuff. <laughs> it's so true. You like, love doing stuff. I've done cool sculpting. I've done, I mean, I've done oh all these gosh. different... I just love... I don't know. I feel like I'm always in process. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be really honest and open with, you know, clients and yeah. listeners about totally. what it's like. Totally. And... You're doing it for science, is what I hear you say. I'm doing it for you guys. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's so kind of you to get lip filler for us. I am a, I am a two. Yeah. <laughs> I am an Enneagram two. two. You yeah. are. That's funny. That's a whole conversation we're going to have to have one of these days. Yes. Because Sarah and I have talked at length about the Enneagram, which, if you don't know, is a personality test. But Sarah and I were both threes. Yes. Um, but you're a two. And some close people to you were twos. Um, yes. There's I something think what you're about- trying to say is my boyfriend's a two. I was being delicate. <laughs> The two and the three have a very special relationship. Yes. And I think that's why you and I gravitate to each other. Mm-hmm. You and Chad gravitate. You know, it's so, mm-hmm. and I have, I have a lot of other threes in my life too. Yeah. So I think us twos, mm-hmm. we seek you out. Well, and, and likewise, I think as a three, you know, you're attracted to people who really push in relationally because it's not our first, you know. Yes. It's not our first instinct. We just have to stay away from like the martyr yes. stuff. Yes. <laughs> Right. The, well, they're yeah. doing so much for people. Why yes. aren't they? You know exactly, yeah. exactly. It's so funny. <laughs> Which threes can also be martyr too, but it's more. I'm organizing so much for everyone. And why isn't everybody appreciating? Right. Why aren't I yeah. appreciated? Yeah. Totally. Um, well, I am. As we record this, um, I am leaving for um, Florida with my children in about an hour <laughs> after we record this. We're really just jamming it in. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, it's interesting. I find that I really have anxiety every single time in the two to three days leading mm-hmm. up to travel. And you would think that I've done this enough that I would, you know, chill have it out. locked down by right. now. Like I would chill out and it wouldn't be such a big deal. I mean, but I, whenever I leave, I mean, in the days leading up, I start feeling like, first of all, I have to have my, my inbox completely clear. Which never happens in the first place. Not even when you're home. Right? So I don't know why I feel like that. I feel like my house has to be completely clean when I leave because I hate coming home to a mess. And then I just go – I am I just stress about packing. I stress about taking all the things. Or forgetting things. Well, I mean, you should have seen last night my desk looked like a pharmacy because I had laid out every <laughs> potential pill I could maybe need. What if I got a cold? Did you pack tea? <laughs> yes! Claire, you guys – I have a travel bag and it, it there is a tea pocket. Oh my god. So much tea. I believe you. I mean and the, all the facial products and all the I mean well, good. I I'm just a nut about travel. I pack so much. That it's that's interesting to me because India. Yes. Our, our girls went to science camp. Oh my word, you're recently right. together and they're India's packing list went viral at the school. Yes, it did. My daughter, my 12-year-old made her own packing list. I mean, she she Drew from the actual packing list. She improved it. And then she improved it. There was um fairy lights for her bed. Yep. There were masks. She did, they all did masks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she she basically went to a science camp and made her room a spa. She like well, she was glamping. She was. <laughs> she was glamping. But it is funny to watch her repeat like the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she works really well with a list. She really does. And she checking makes, it off. Well, she loves to make lists. She's an Enneagram three. Yes, she is. But yeah, so I've just been in a state of stress and it's like I'm I mean, even as we sit here, I feel a low grade anxiety. Like, oh my gosh, I you know, I have to go somewhere. I'm completely packed. My house is completely clean. Your kids are completely packed. Yes. And yet, 
I just, I You're don't know. searching for something to fret about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, listeners, if you like have a solution to this, I am all ears because I don't know how to get out of this cycle of stress about travel. When you were married, did yes. that stress create like friction between you and your partner? Um, no, because I'm pretty internal about my stress. Oh, you keep it all bottled up oh, until yes. you just, it's like a pressure. It, yeah. I think more what the, the friction would be that he wouldn't do anything other than pack himself. And then I would be in charge of the children and the tickets. I mean, in my marriage, I don't believe my ex has ever purchased a plane ticket ever. Like that's not a thing he has ever done. No, you know and why or, wouldn't you're so good at it? Or reserving the car rental, or and he would say that. Well, I mean, I could. It's your like, you're, you're totally. You're so much better than me. Why are you going to make me do this? You're so much better at it. You know, you're better. Oh. So, and then we also have the mental load we're carrying along yeah, with that. Totally you know, thinking about having the iPad right. on the plane and how you know they're yes. comfortable and just all of that. Well, load. and that's it. Like you know, it's like I go through like like last night. I'm making every single kid download books on the Kindle, and like God forbid we get stuck somewhere and they not have five books. Like, you know, it's just so overboard. Or an extra charging cord. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's so overboard. And yes, that has always fallen to me, even when I was married. But now, I mean, I will say there is some legitimacy to stress with traveling alone with four kids. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Even though they're older, it's still, I have just to Just keeping your eyes on all of them. Yes. Walking through an yeah. airport. Yeah. Totally. And then keeping them happy. Right? Yes. Because, you know, right. it's such a delicate um, dance. Someone's going to melt down, right? Oh, for sure. And Someone so it's just like down. walking that fine yeah. line of like, mm-hmm. have you eaten enough? Yes. Are you okay? It's like. Or someone's going to be starving on the plane ugh. and they're not going to be willing to eat the plane. You know, right. it's like, oh, the, you know, the plane food is a curry chicken sandwich on JetBlue. Like, I don't eat that. Uh, I'm not going to eat curry. Yeah. It's not beige. Yeah. So now they're five hours on a plane, starving, melting down. Yeah. Totally. So I feel like I'm like, yeah, organizing for everyone. If anyone sees Kristen in the airport this weekend and there's a screaming child, just continue walking. <laughs> I know. Everything's well, fine. Our our current flight lands us at 1 a.m. So for sure, someone will be crying. I feel when like we this land. happened to you guys when you went to Miami before you were in Haiti. Didn't you guys land like at some ungodly hour searching for food? We did, <laughs> and we went to the hotel, and the restaurant was closed, and the boys and I w- had to walk in the rain to get food because we were so starving. The streets of Miami, right? Uh, yeah, but you know what? We found a um. A pollo tropical, which if you don't know what that is, probably the best food you've ever had in your it life my in that moment. Favorite, favorite restaurant in Florida. Plantain chips too. Yes, nice. of course. So yeah, it, it it was a blessing. It turned out okay. But so where yeah. are you guys going? We are going to Florida, um, which is where I'm from, and so we're going to visit my dad in Fort Myers, and then my mom and sisters in Kissimmee. Just like a good family trip. Yeah, quality time. It'll be good. All right, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. Lively makes fantastic wear all day bras. They are the most comfortable bras you will ever wear. It's a brand that was built by women for women. They offer a wide range of bra styles for all different body types available in 32A up to 44 triple D. They have bralette styles. They have t-shirt bras. They have no wire bras, which is a very popular line that's sold out for a while. And everything is at one price for all. Any style you need, any color, any size, all one price. You can find your perfect fit using their fit guide that features a step-by-step process for any bra type so you can make sure you're getting the fit that's perfect for you. 
The returns are free and easy. You can use a prepaid shipping label included in every package so you can try things on, send them back if they don't work. My favorite lively bra is their all-day t-shirt bra, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a bra that's comfortable enough to wear all day, and it looks great under a t-shirt. For a limited time, you can get $10 off your first order by visiting wearelively.com slash selfie. That's W-E-A-R-L-I-V-E-L-Y dot com slash selfie. Only available in the U.S. All right. What do you have for two thumbs up for today? So I'm really excited about this. Okay. I'm really excited about this. And I was combing through all the old episodes, hoping that Sarah and you had never talked about it. Okay. Any of you heard of the skincare fridge. No. Take a minute, not you, but listeners, like, Google it. It's all the rage. Okay. And skincare fridge. And of course, it's something I have to have. (laughs) And by have to, I mean don't need. Yes. But I have already purchased it. Um, And there's a Frigidaire one. Okay. Kristen, it's so cute. So what does it look like? Like a mini fridge? Like a college fridge? Smaller. Okay. It's, it is probably, I'm horrible with measurements. It's going to sit on your counter if you have space or a shelf nearby. And it would probably fit, I'd say, about five to six full-size products. Okay. Not all of our products really need to be refrigerated. Right. But some of our, especially our natural products. The green products. Yes. Yeah. They don't they have, have less the sh- preservatives. They yeah. don't have the shelf life, and those are usually spendier. Yeah. And so really, a skincare fridge, as silly and extra as it sounds, is really a good investment when you're purchasing, especially some of these masks. Right. You're gonna, they're going to keep for so much longer. Interesting. And it's adorable. The Frigidaire one, it comes in a pink and a mint green, Kristen. Mint green. And it looks like the old-fashioned 50s fridges. Right. But it's, it's, it's like a less than a foot high. That's so funny. And it's just, I mean, even if I only just keep, you know, gummy bears in there, it's still adorable. <laughs> but it's perfect for your masks and your eye cream. Right. And if I get puffy in the morning, um, especially around my eyes. And so putting your eye cream in right. a fridge and then applying it. Yeah. Heaven. Okay. It feels so good. This is so, this is very extra. It is extra. Because God forbid you just put it in your regular fridge. That's far. (laughs) And then like, what if Sam thinks it's like a snack? That's true. My kids would absolutely take a spoon to, um, yes, one of your boys would definitely come to my house and try to eat it. This is the worst chocolate I've ever had. But I'm going to eat it anyway because I'm hungry. Totally. They would. (laughs) So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm thinking it might be gifts. For that is a good family. Gift. It is. Because that's something I, – I mean, I would never buy that for myself. And it's not even that expensive. And no one has that. Nobody has it. it is a, well, how much are they? Um, I think it's like between 20, 30, 30, oh, 40. Oh, yeah, less cheap. Than, definitely less than 50. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm obsessed. That's really funny. Or even if your, your lips are super chapped, mm-hmm. keep a little lip balm mm-hmm. in there. It's great. All right. What else do you have? The other thing is um, I recently was gifted, actually, some lip balms by a company called Primarily Pure. Mm-hmm. And there's so many green brands out there. Yeah. It's like it feels like every day there's like a new one. So true. This one really caught my eye. <laughs> 100% natural. It caught my eye because of the flavor okay. of the lip balm. And like I, I grew Ooh, up. I love flavor. I grew balms. up in the land or like, you know, in the time of lip smackers. Oh, yeah. I had, I had like Dr. Pepper and oh. all the things. Yeah. So this was kind of a throwback for me. It was a creamsicle. Oh, yum. It's, it, t- it smells and tastes like a 50-50 bar. Oh, my gosh. And with like really great ingredients like mango butter, peppermint essential mm-hmm. oils, coconut oil, um, all of it organic. Also. Yeah. These lip balms are $4. What? Yeah. 
and they're fantastic. This company makes a lot of great things. They have a natural deodorant, um, Primally a blue tansy pure. oil, and some of their products are a little bit spendier. Yeah. Um, but I would say for the most part, it's pretty moderate. $4 for a lip balm Four dollars. And every time I've ordered from them in the past, mm-hmm. I've gotten a free lip balm. Nice. Never opened it. Uh-huh. So I got like the peppermint. I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. The creamsicle, guys. Wow. It is so good. I got a package of four. I'm down to one. Nice. My kids have like probably all stolen them. Oh, I'm them. sure. But, I've eaten them. And a great gift to mm-hmm. do with, like we were talking in the last episode, um, the rose water. The rose spray, mm-hmm. yeah. To do together. And again, it's 100% natural. Yeah. You don't have to worry about all that junk. Especially awesome. when we're talking about lip balms and lipsticks. In our mouth, we're ingesting mm-hmm. it. Totally. And that's one thing I'm really um, strict about as far as like green skincare. Yeah. Is if it's going on my mouth, we want to make sure that it's 100% organic. Yep. Yep. So yeah, and it's not very expensive. That's so cool. Four bucks. I love it. All right. Well, um, one of my, it, it's so funny that you're talking about Dreamsicle because one of my um, two thumbs up is this soap that I just got that also smells like Stop. a Dreamsicle. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're like in this summer, yeah. summer's coming mood. Um, but okay. So I have been looking for a bar soap to use in place of a body wash. Okay. And actually Sarah James got me on that tip because, you know, a body wash at the end of the day has to have some preservatives in it to keep it wet and stay together. Right. But a bar soap can go with a lot less preservatives. So there is this natural, um, like artisanal handmade soap company called Soap Creek. And they have this amazing, beautiful bar soap in a smell called Island Citrus. And it does smell like a dreamsicle. AKA creamsicle. Oh, yeah. And it's... it's, How bad do you want one right now? It is like marbled white and orange. And you know that like handmade soap look where it looks like Mm -hmm. they just poured it right on the top. And they they cut into it. You can see all the marbling. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they also have... They have a whole line of it. They have lotions. They have... um, a really good um, bath soak. Oh, that's and it all smells the same. And no one knows this, I don't think, but Kristen has like the most epic bathtub ever. I do, and I love baths almost as much as I love my tea. Mm-hmm. I take a bath really every other day. Do you drink your tea in the bath? I don't. I mean, you know what? I've not gotten that far. I don't know. Next I might week, need guys. to start that. <laughs> I might need to try that. But yeah, this is it's a great company, Soap Creek. They have a ton of other scents, but the Island Citrus is like amazing. And you know what? You're doing something a little bit more eco-friendly too. Because yes. when you step away from body wash, all the packaging that goes into body yes. wash also. So yes. it's like you're winning on both sides. Well, okay, one more thing related to my travel stress is I have been going towards bars for my travel because they don't count. As a liquid. Yes. And so when I just packed just now, I took a bar shampoo. I'm taking this bar soap and I'm taking a bar soap for my face. Look at you. Yeah. My bar soap. And for they my take f- up so much less space. They do. And, you know, you don't have to pull those out when you're going through security. So the bar soap I use for my face is um, Drunk Elephant. Oh, love everything they make. Oh, my gosh. The best bar soap for the face is 25 bucks, which is a little spendy, but it lasts like a year. It lasts mm-hmm. forever. I love that soap. Um, and then my other two thumbs up is um, this hair oil. And if you do Ooh. birch box, it came in a re- recent birch box. It's Icon India Oil. And it's this blend of argan oil, moringa oil, and a few others. Um, and, you you know, you just put it in your hair when it's wet. I, I actually have wet hair right now as we're speaking. She does. <laughs> but you just, you you know, you rub it in your hands and then rub it through your hair. And it makes your hair so soft and so non-frizzy. It is the nicest stuff. And you've kind of been on a hair journey. Since, I have. I'd say the last two years. Yes. You've really, like, 
you've crossed that threshold yes. of short hair. Yes. You're into long hair now. Well, because I am mostly gray, but I color it. And so it is, it is gray. Be- it's, um, delicate because it's gray. Mm-hmm. And then I process it on top of it. And then I blow dry and flat iron it on top fragile. of it. It's very fragile. So I have to wear an oil in yeah. my hair. I mean, my hairdresser was like, you must always have an oil <laughs> in your hair. So this is a really good one. I really like it. And, and it I like smells that it has good. like a nice like, little like dropper. It's a glass bottle. It's this yeah. nice dropper. It feels kind of luxurious. And smell that. It's got a very like Aveda kind oh, of a that smell. smell good. Yeah. I like it. And it's a lot. Yes. It's going to last you a long time. Yeah. And a little goes a really long way. You have to be really careful with it because, you know, it can kind of grease bomb your hair if you don't yes. like if you do really too spread high it out. On top. Yeah. Okay. So we know from our Facebook page that a number of our listeners are engaged and we have a sponsor that's a fantastic option for people who are engaged. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, save the dates and invitations, a wedding registry, and free, easy-to-use wedding planning tools. It lets you conveniently manage everything online and in one place. You can start a free wedding website with them. It's really easy and takes just minutes to set up. They have over 100 beautiful wedding website designs to choose from. You can add stories, photos, travel and accommodations info for your wedding, and you can even recommend things for your guests to do when they're in town. You can also simplify your wedding planning and save tons of time by registering at Zola too. The Zola store has the widest selection of gifts, all at different price points with over 500 top brands, everything from KitchenAid and Cuisinart to Sonos and even Airbnb. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash selfie. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash selfie to get $50 off your registry. Okay, guys, I am here with author David Izzel, and we are going to be talking about the power of positive thinking. No, we're not. <laughs> um, so, David, you know, I, um, I'm a little bit fascinated with... Um, some of your thoughts. You're a, you're a best-selling author. You're a life coach, and you're a counselor. Um, and so we have that in common. We work with people, um, but you're really pushing back on this idea um, of the power of positivity, maybe being taken to an unhealthy extreme. It has been taken to such a ridiculous extreme. It's not even funny. Uh, and 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 let me let me start off by saying this: I am one of the culprits of the problem in our own industry. From 1980 to 1996, I was one of those individuals speaking untruths by going around the world and telling large audiences that I speak to, whatever you believe you can achieve and your thoughts become things. And if you just stay in a positive mindset long enough, the world will open up and throw you the jewels from heaven. So you were a subscriber to this. Oh my God. This is why my voice is so valid. And I say that humbly. <laughs> yeah. I say that humbly, you, Kristen. You, you were drinking the Kool-Aid. I was drink. I was guzzling that stuff. And you were serving the Kool-Aid, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) You got it, honey. I was drinking it, giving it away, forcing people to drink it with me. There's something in the world called mass consciousness. And mass consciousness is that we really don't need another pair of jeans, but there's a salad sacks and we better go take advantage. And, and so with the world of positive thinking, I got sucked into my, my, the vortex of my gurus. You know, I just bought what they were, what they were selling and I didn't ever test it to see if it was valid. But I'll tell you who woke my butt up and changed my life radically. It was one of the greatest leaders of the personal growth movement. He is and was the founder of transcendental meditation. 
His name is Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And now, in 19, now TM is, that's really different than the power of positive thinking. So for people who aren't familiar with TM, you know, I mean, TM is a little bit more about maybe we're leaning into our suffering, right? Well, you know, TM, actually the goal of TM is to go to no thought mm, during mm-hmm. the, during the meditation. The whole goal is to go to no thought where you are. And, and these are my words where you become one with the entire universe or with God or with spirit or whatever the word is. You can say the oceans, doesn't matter to me. But TM is about training the brain to shut up. Mm. TM is about training the brain to go to no thought, which is bliss. When you practice meditation and you go to a point of flow where that you can't even believe 10, 15, 20 minutes have gone by, that's the purpose of TM is to take us to that space that is pure energy. During this interview, he asked me an incredible question. And he said to me, hey, David, you know, you're you're talking a lot about affirmations and you're talking a lot about the power of thought. And you're, you know, you I, whenever I ever ask you a question uh, in return to a question that you asked me, which he was great at doing, um, he said, you go to this, you know, if we believe things, he goes, is it true for you? Hmm. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, tell me a, a, one of your favorite affirmations or thoughts. And, and then I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So at that time, one of my favorite affirmations every morning was, I am David Essel, a child of God, happy, healthy, and sober today. And I'd clap my hands and I'd get out of bed and I'd say it with the words I am and I'd say it with emotion and I was doing all the things my gurus told me to do. So I told Maharishi that. And he paused before we went back on the air and he said, David, is that statement true? Has that become your reality? And I lied. Hmm. And I said, yes, it is. He goes, then good for you. So a number more weeks went by, Kristen. And then the next thing happened that shattered my world. And I woke up on a Tuesday afternoon, 1996, 2.30 to be exact in the afternoon, after another four-day binge, I was a raging alcoholic and cocaine addict. Oh, you were, work. even through all of this? Yes, big time. In and the midst the- of this, and you were waking up and saying, I'm going to be sober today, and you you were still in addiction. It's called mass consciousness gone awry. Yeah. It's called we we get sucked into the vortex because some number one best-selling author says X and they're on Oprah or they're on Dr. Phil or they're somewhere that we all give our power away without ever practicing what these people are teaching us and to see if it's real. Well, and, you know, I, I think what's fascinating about, you know, your own journey with addiction is one of the things that you've said is that when we repress all of our negative emotions, which we're really being told by some of these circles, you know, only think positive things, repress all your negative emotions. I mean, how do you feel that repressing negative emotions and addiction play together? The reason we start drinking is we have no clue on how to deal with emotions in life, like anger, rage, insecurity, shame, guilt, low self-esteem, low confidence. We don't, we've never been taught. So the super sensitive people amongst the population that haven't been taught how to deal with rejection and failure and loss and death and all these other things, we look for something to grab onto so we don't have to feel 
And that's what these freaking affirmations do, is that they give us something to latch onto. We talk about the positive side of positive thinking, that when you have an affirmation and you say it with emotion, it releases a cascade of chemicals in the brain, serotonin, dopamine, GABA, and more, which make us feel good in the moment, but they never last. Right. It can't last. So every day I have an hour devoted to positive thinking. It's the first hour of every day, Kristen. I meditate. I journal. I read something from an inspirational book. I pray. I do all of these things first thing in the morning. And then after that, I am part of the physical world. Mm-hmm. I go and do things I don't want to do. And, and <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. And that's the key to success is doing those tasks you don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. If you really even look at the 12 steps, a part of that is getting in touch with your negative thoughts, your resentments, really owning them and working through them every single day. I mean, it is it is completely opposite of only focusing on the positive. It's, you know, really acknowledging your hard stuff. Well, there is nothing, there is no way that we can heal our life and our heart, our mind and our body if we don't go into those things that we're angry about, uh, insecure about, resentful about. I mean, those emotions are gateways to freedom. When, when you can humbly admit you're wrong, when you could admit like, like myself that I have some serious addictions and I can't heal myself and I need to go get help, that's not being negative. That's being real. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, it seems like, I mean, I really feel like a lot of this, you know, only positive thoughts movement is denial. That's what it looks like to me as a, as a psych, you know, professional. It looks like denial. You're a hundred percent correct. It is denial. And that's never worked well. We we know that. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. You know, you can keep your head in the sand for so long. Or you can just learn to deal with these emotions that we call negative emotions, but you said it and you referred to it. Let me put it that way. They're just emotions. They're things we have to deal with. The world of personal growth, we have been teaching our clients and our readers that as long as your attitude is right, you'll be fine. As long as you believe in yourself, you'll be fine. And it's all freaking nonsense. But the thing that's really going to change your life is when you start doing things on a daily basis that you've avoided, denied, delayed, procrastinated. That's when your life is going to radically change. So I'm curious about this, you know, this whole conversation of positive thinking too. If, you know, if we're in a, in a mindset where we only want to think of and look at positive things, how does that affect our compassion for people who are in pain or people who are dealing with trauma? When we use positive affirmations with people who are in pain, we are doing them one of the greatest disservices known to man. Yeah. You know, yeah. When, when, when your child comes home, your 13 year old little angel comes home and the very first boy she had a crush on, her best friend steals him from her and she comes home and she's in tears and she's hurting and you're saying, you know, Johnny wasn't a good match for you anyway. There's a million more fish in the sea. What you're saying to them is your feelings don't matter. Your sadness, your hurt, mommy and daddy don't want to feel what you're feeling. So we're going to shut you up. We're going to tell you that tomorrow will be great. And what should parents be doing in this circumstance? 
They should be asking the child to express their rage, their anger, their sadness, their grief, their hurt, their betrayal. They should be pulling this out of their 13-year-old precious angel to allow her to understand that these emotions are perfect. They're given to us to express and feel. But as parents continue to go down or, you know, you're, maybe we do it with our partners. You're an adult right now and your partner's coming home and, and talking about work and complaining about the unfairness and you're going, well, you know, if you don't like it, just leave it. Or you're not giving them an expression to, an opportunity to express and feel. And that's where positive thinking, you know what? You're going to find your way in the world. You just hang in there, baby. You, instead of, tell me about the betrayal at work. No, go ahead and share with me. I'm just going to sit here and listen. Right, right. Which is, yeah, which is empathy. Yeah. And, and you know, and none of that is available in the world of positive thinking. But I want to remake this statement. Why is it that we say positive things that are to people who are in pain? Because, Kristen, we don't want to feel their discomfort. Oh, I come, I completely agree. I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, we've been taught this in circles of positive thinking and we've also been taught it in religious circles, you know, and I yes. think, you know, a, a lot of these, um, you know, just think positively or just have faith. A lot of these tropes that we tell people who are in pain are really dismissive. Oh, extremely. Like everything happens for a reason and it may not be a reason that you want. It could be that, you know, you're lazy as hell. You're self-centered. You have no interest in healing so your family can heal. So you're going to continue to spend, eat, drink, smoke, whatever you're doing because you're outrageously self-centered. That would be, the you know, the reason this is happening is because I'm an incredibly self-centered person. Well, and I think too, you know, the whole everything happens for a reason. Some things happen because pain and suffering are inevitable in this world. Big time, Kristen. Oh my God. You know, and the other thing we say is, and I, and again, this, I'm going against my old teachings now, which I'm very proud to do for me being a leader from 80 to 1996 and, and teaching this crap. Um, but, you know, we, we want to get down to the reality that the world is tough and it's not fair. I used to say to the, I used to tell people the world is fair. It's not at all. You know, life is not fair. And what we need to do is we need to learn how to cope, how to process the unfairness of life. That's the real key to learn to deal with those deep emotions that we don't want to. Right, right. Because the only way to walk through pain is to walk through pain. Yeah, I love it. We've got to get out of this fantastical thinking nonsense. Yeah. And get, I, it, get yeah. into reality, right? No, I completely agree. I mean, I come from a school of thought in psychology, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Sure. Um, and, you know, it, it is proven to work. I mean, when you talk about, you know, wow, we've found the power of positive thinking, like we, we haven't even found it to be work. To, to be effective, you know, CBT therapy has been empirically studied. It's very effective. And the whole tenet of the therapy is that you identify your negative thoughts, you examine them, you know, and then you decide whether to hold on to them or to adapt, you know, a new, not positive, but a more realistic <laughs> Thank you. thought. Words, but, yeah. the, but you're starting with examining the negative thoughts. You, yes. you know, you're, you're not avoiding them. You're starting there. And then you're deciding, do I hold on to this? Is this serving me? Is this irrational? Am I maximizing? Am I future casting? Am I projecting? Um, and if I'm not, I can let that go. But, but 
examination is number one, not avoidance. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we want our clients to go into the anxiety and yeah. depression. I think we want to teach people these tools of writing and exploring and delineating what is a healthy, negative, quote unquote, emotion that I need to deal with. I, I think that that is our work in the world of counseling and coaching, not just trying to stay positive or not just trying to stay in talk therapy mode, but actually getting them engaged. Yeah, absolutely. And having them starting to take accountability for themselves and responsibility mm -hmm. for themselves. I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. We want people who are involved in self-advocacy. That's the number yes. one goal. It yeah. absolutely is. You know, and, and, and now when we're talking about this new way of thinking, I'll reiterate this, and I'm sure the audience knows this already, but we're not saying that positive thinking is bad. We're not saying don't do it. Remember, I devote an hour a day to this stuff. We're just saying use it as it's supposed to be used. The most positive mindset in the world will only account for 20% of someone's massive new success. 80% of the formula, 80% is going to be due to individuals doing what they're not doing today that they would rather continue not doing. And, yeah. you know, when we look at resentments and people say it's a negative emotion, it's only a negative emotion if we don't process them. They eat us up. So whatever we're not processing, our anger, rage, resentment, depression, anxiety is eating us up. Whatever we submerge grows. That is the truth. Well, David, thank you so much for your wise words. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you online? If they go to our website, really easy to remember, talkdavid.com. We have a free meditation audio if you want to learn how to meditate. So just go to talkdavid.com, accept all of the free gifts. Fantastic. Thank you so much, David. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at, at selfiepodcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes, but you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.